1: I haven't quite worked out how to fade it out yet. Hello and welcome to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. I'm Jack, standing in for Jake, uh, because like Leicester, like we lack squad depth and real quality up front, so you've got me instead. Um, but we're a week into the season and we've won three games out of three. We're second into the table. We're in the next round of the cup. It sounds really good and I'm a little unsure if we're going to have anything at all to say today, because um, we're very, very good at being negative. Um I'm joined by Rick and Jordan. Uh, Jake may turn up at some stage tonight and explain why he's not hosting and why he's thrown me under the bus as usual. Um, I'm going to start with you, Rick. How are you? Where are you? And what have you been up to?
0: Hello, Jack. Hello, Jordan. Uh, I'm at home. I've not. I've only got back about two hours ago. I've been in the Cotswolds in the caravan again, living it up. Um yeah, been bitten a lot, got got bit, stung by an ant, right? I didn't think you got ants that do that in this country, so don't know what's going on there. Do you know whether there is an ant in this country that can do that? Or have I just...
1: flying an ant? <sighs> I don't
0: Maybe. know, it got me in the neck, it fucking hurt.
1: It's, um, really hurt. It was flying ant day the other day, wasn't it? Which is... Thursday, always, was it? Always always a real highlight in the calendar, the flying out. Well, it yeah. was
0: Thursday when it happened, so if it was that... I think that, it, was it was a bit earlier than that.
1: I haven't heard of ants uh, biting people. When I was in Australia, mm. they have horrible flights that bite you. They're wow. minging. Um, but yeah, I've heard of that. Must be a mm. special Cotswold version.
0: It must be, mate. But yeah, near, nearly sport me weekend, but no, you
1: know. Good. Uh, on to a man who also gets bitten a lot. Jordan, how are you, mate? <laughs> I do get bitten a lot. Um, Latvia, I, I think I had about twenty-five. I just
2: on my feet, um, but I'm very well, mate. Thank you very much. I've not been doing a, a huge amount, other than working for once. Um, obviously, been very busy in the footballing world recently with the return of the the Prem and Kane and whatnot. But yeah, I'm very well, mate. And like you say, three wins out of three, so can't complain so far. Yeah, very we very will good. Be, but
1: yeah, yeah, we've got loads. We've got loads to complain about. Just uh, I wanted to start on a on a positive. So we got we've got two games that we almost need to review because we didn't do Burton either on Tuesday, which wasn't a really a lot to discuss because I don't think it was a nothing really happened other than we won and we played all right. We had a lot of the ball, but I think that's worth discussing. But um. I'll start with the Huddersfield game and I'll start with you, George. Um, thoughts on the game? I thought we were pretty poor
2: um, throughout, but we, we deserved to win. Um, I mean, the, the two sides I've seen so far, if that's the standard, I don't think we're going to have any problems at all this season. Um, I think they had one chance in the end of the first half and the lad got underneath it about five, six yards out blazed it over the crossbar. Um, but other than that, we were comfortable and we probably could have had two or three on another day, I suppose. Pratt missed an absolute sitter. Um, it was a lovely move and a really nicely weighted pass from Ricardo. but it was straight down the middle of the pitch and he took out two or three players. I thought, Jesus, I mean, he was in his own half and the two centre-backs were so square. Um, I thought the keeper, he was relatively untested, but he did okay. Um I don't think we can play this style of football with Vestergaard being the sort of quarterback at centre-back. He, he, there were times where he was just stood on the ball. And I appreciate that the, the, around him, there wasn't a lot of movement, but there was no, he wasn't carrying it forward. He was just walking with it, just get out of the club, just get him gone. I'd rather see Doyle play there and bring Justin in at left back. Um, again, I thought Winks uh, did okay and Ricardo did okay. Um, I thought Mavadidi and KDH were the only threats we had and it's a bit of a worry and we, we said it last year I think with Barnes he was the everything was going down the left it was all so predictable um, and I, I I feel like that's going to be the same again the, the weight on KDH to replace Madison and Mavadidi to replace Barnes and score the majority of goals and create chances at the minute is too great so I know we're going to come on to transfers we can't go into the season with um Casey McAteer who's who's plays for Leicester, he's injured, obviously, um, because he plays for us. Um, and is it Marcel Mavidua? That's confusing, isn't it, with Mavididi at the side. I don't think we could go into the season with two Academy kids on the right hand side and all Brighton as the looks like the third choice at the minute. Um and I'm sure you wanted me to come on to Ian I thought he was appalling. Again, um, I know people were clamouring for him to play after Burton, where he took his goal really well. Um, I mean, I think I'd have probably scored from six yards out with nobody marking me on a sixpence. Um, I just don't think he's going to be a number nine and a starting number nine at this club. He would have been better off playing where KDH was, behind an actual nine. Um, He he links the play really nicely, but he's not quick enough to get him behind. I'm not saying Vardy is anymore. Um, he, he's too erratic, his decision making is usually pretty poor chooses the wrong decision a lot of shots were wide or over um, and I, I thought he was particularly poor um, you may say I've got an agenda against him but I just don't, I think we need another striker is basically what I'm saying because Vardy came on and I, I don't think he's the, the long term answer going forward even being in this division so I know we'll come on to transfers but I think I think we need a striker as well now uh, and definitely a 10 and a, a right winger. But that said, all that said, we kept a clean sheet and that's all you've got to do. Um, and, and i have back us to Nick Nick goals in this league. So I thought it was a, a pretty uh, poor display, but as Rick described it, turgid. But we got through and, and got the clean sheet, got the goal. And then Burn was that was just like a training exercise, wasn't it? I mean, they were absolutely appalling. Um, but again it was good just to get Justin in get some minutes in his legs um, I think we had 800 passes which you know is, is one of them a bit, bit of a useless metric I suppose but it shows that we're still trying to implement the style that Marescu wants to play uh, again they didn't really have a chance did they so if we can keep control and possession then these teams are, are not going to get much of a sniff and I think for seven days, the first seven days work under the new manager, when it matters with a team that is far from the finished arc, or obviously we're going to have three or four in and hopefully three or four uh, out and and in, um, yeah, I think all good, mate. You can't really complain too much.
1: Yeah. You can't, you can't really complain with three wins out of three. Um, I do like, I hadn't thought that we were going to discuss in quite so soon, but, um, I'm pleased you managed to get that in. I I'd make a slight correction. You do have an agenda against Di Um I, I just why. don't. I just don't think he's the answer. Is basically it? I think time. Uh, personally, I think time will tell. I think at championship level, he'll score lots of goals. I didn't think he was particularly brilliant yesterday. I didn't think he was particularly bad. Um, I think the game was slow, but there were there were one or two promising signs for me in the game. So when Pratt went through, really good chance. Um, messed it up didn't he really but um I thought the build-up play to that was exactly how we want to play it was sort of those those triangles getting you know getting through the first press and then you know penetrating in behind which was was really pleasing to see um I thought Fez was outstanding Uh, he he just looked like he was and I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Fez but he just looked like he was it was, it was easy for him. I mean, he, yeah. he sort of had to make one sliding tackle at one point, but looked very comfortable for him. Um, who else did I think was any good? I thought Mavadidi. I mean, he got man of the match. I don't think he was man of the match. I think Fez was man of the match, but he took his goal reasonably well. He's got a trick on him. I think that in terms of confidence, we're doing the world of good. He's got an assist and a goal in his first two games, which is really pleasing. Um, I thought the keeper actually did all right. I mean, it's obviously he's been preferred because he's decent with his feet and that's exactly how Moreska wants to play. Given that he's been thrown in, I he's only played at sort of Scottish Prem, uh, Scottish division one level and league two or something, I think. So it's a huge step up for him. And I thought that was, he did, he did well, particularly after Hermansen did so well for his last week, but I thought we did look quite comfortable. It's funny. I was on my stream that I was watching on the, uh, um, the commentator was saying uh, it was a really high quality game. And I thought I must've been watching something else. Um, (laughs) It was not a high quality game, but maybe, maybe that's what they used to. And I I don't want to sound, sound too arrogant, but I thought second half we were, there was only one side that was going to win it. Really. They had a few set pieces, which we actually cope with much better this week, which was pleasing to see. Um, so, yeah, Rick, I'll, I'll I'll try and get your thoughts on the game.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you've both covered it pretty well. It was hardly a spectacle, was it? It was um, boring. I think is about the the long and short of it. But we were comfortable, um, and I, I don't. I'm not too. Um, dissatisfied with what's going on at the minute. The squad's unbalanced, you know, until we get an attacking midfielder in, until we get a right winger in, till we possibly get a better option up front. I'm, I'm leaning towards what Jordan's saying with Ian Acho, even though I do rate Ian Acho, um And I'll come on to that in a minute. But we do need squad changes. Uh, and it concerns me with less than three weeks to go that our director of football has got the best part of 10 in the, ins and outs to, to do and we just aren't going to do it. So I don't know what's going to happen in terms of where we're going to be at come 1st of September, but I suspect we'll be disappointed. Um, but yeah, it Mavadidi looks good and I think it, it's very difficult for players to come into this club and hit the ground running and he has done. Uh, I think there's still loads more to come from him. Um, but, you know, one goal, one assist. And he just looks like at this level he'll be able to do it comfortably. And it's nice to know that we've got some of those players as opposed to, you know, then on the other side, we've got Maketeer and Wanya Marse, who's probably not yet at the level that we need. Although I, I thought that Wanya Marsa was OK. and I, I know I read... Um, a little bit that he he was struggling. But I thought he got a lot of the ball. Uh, He just needed a bit more confidence. Um, I think he looks stronger than McAteer does. He looks more natural down that side. McAteer, to me, looks like a a number eight. He looks more like a central midfielder than than a winger. But uh, neither you would expect to be your starting right winger if you wanted to go for promotion. I agree with Jord, Vestergaard. I don't really get why he's playing. Uh, Maybe the the long-term plan pre-Cody coming back, would be that Justin, if he was up to speed, would play that left side, and Doyle would go next to Fass. Um, I think that would be a decent partnership. Likewise, I could see Christiansen slotting in into that left centre back, left back role. But it's evident that that he's likely to go. I read today that Bologna are, are after him. Although any Serie A team, the, the the deal will no doubt be alone, and and you know, as if they're doing us a massive favour. So. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Um, Burton, the game, a bit more enjoyable first half, uh, where Ian Ashu did play very well and then did he look like um, Zidane. But um, yeah, you, what can we say? We we all predicted that we were going to start the season slow, that the pre-season had been a farce, that the fact that the squad wasn't yet right, that we were going to really struggle. And I think Yes, we've toiled in games, but we've got three wins. And if that's us starting slowly, then bring it on because we'll absolutely rip the championship to pieces. Um, Famous last words.
1: Famous last words indeed. I think you are right, though, because I was looking at it and going, trying to transport myself almost back to last Friday and going, I thought we'd be undercooked after pre-season. I think the players look pretty fit. I think there was well, look, one scoring bit... late
0: goals, aren't we? Yeah, as well. we're
1: scoring late goals. I thought Huddersfield looked absolutely out on their feet at 70 yeah. minutes. Again, same, like same with Coventry. Yeah. Um, there was one bit in the Burton game where Winks lost the ball. I can't yeah. remember how you described it, Rick. You said he he left the <laughs> left something <laughs> you... on, and I can't. I remember. I said it was
0: like you remember that you'd left the bathroom tap on upstairs. <laughs> I mean, it was rapid, weren't it? It was. How it was. he got back, I loved it. So, yeah.
1: so despite the lack of pre-season, he's obviously got them fit. There is, is a very clear way that he wants them to play. Now, it's not always working, but actually when it does come off, it looks brilliant. So there's loads of en- encouraging sides there for me. And if you'd offered me the results we've had, I would have snapped your hand off. Oh, um, no, there's lo- loads of work to do. And I'm I'm hearing collective energy that we need to talk about transfers. So I, it was really interesting for me Yesterday, looking at the bench, two goalkeepers yeah. on there, which may have been because McAteer got a late knock. But it's always a strange one when, when a uh, manager puts two goalkeepers on the bench. Only seems to happen around transfer windows yeah. as well.
0: Especially when both of them he wants to, they're free yeah. to go. It's oh, not oh, only seems even. to
1: happen about transfer windows for me. So, yeah. so that's yeah, interesting. Does. In the last week, we suitors obviously going to leave. The manager's been. Pretty clear about that, which is a bit of bit of an obscure one. The rumour sort of started last week. Christiansen, who was supposedly injured, is now being linked here, there, and everywhere, wasn't on the bench yesterday. Castagna, who was on the bench uh against Burton, didn't come on against Burton and is then left out. Daka, I mean he brought Casey McAteer on to play up front, um and then left him off the bench. Uh, Sumari is not featured at all. And we've learned that Cody, who is club captain, by the way, as I revealed at the BSLB live night, um, but we just don't want to say it because he's out for seven weeks. <laughs> so we've got to put up with Vestergaard. So, and also Cassidy, who is meant to, meant to have signed last Friday, but has not been announced yet. So God knows what's going on there. So it feels like there's, what, two and a half weeks to go? Till the end of the window, as you said, Rick, it feels like there's a hell of a lot to do in that time. Modes. I presume. Uh, I presume they're going to be very busy at the Athletic Jordan over the next few weeks.
2: More than likely, got a few exclusives from Ornstein. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just put in the chat on the side there, and I even forgot Vestagardo. Who I just said get out of the club. But what's that there nine ten players that we've got to move on? Two goalkeepers that last year. I mean, if that's their advert for someone to take them last year, then we're going to be holding on to those two. Um, Christensen, who I thought probably at this level would be doing a, a lot of good for a year. Looks like he's going to go. Whether he's he's not settled or his family's not settled or whatever reason it is, um, he's not going to go. We we are overloaded with fullbacks because
1: if Doyle's going to play there, I thought Doyle was was a shoe in for a center We back. don't even play with full-backs. We play with three centre-halves and a yeah. right-back who moonlights as a defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. R- Ricardo yesterday, I don't
2: think I even seen him right back off the ball. I think he just is a centre-midfielder now. <laughs> but yeah, we're overloaded. Like Where's Thomas? He's not been seen. He was on the bench. Hit. Was he on the bench yesterday?
0: He I think really? he was on the
1: bench. Yeah, yeah, I
0: think yeah, he was. Yeah.
2: Just randomly um, turned up. And if you've got, you know, you've got Justin and Costanza on the bench, I mean, Justin's obviously going to feature. Castagne is probably going to be moved on, but they are two, I would say, top half Premier League fullbacks. To be honest, um, Souter again, I'm not sure what has gone wrong there. You'd have thought of the champion in the championship for a year, he'd be perfect. Even if he's third or fourth choice, he's he's a better option than, than Vestergaard, who he definitely needs to move on. Samari hasn't been seen, as far as I'm aware. I've not even seen him on the, the, the photos, uh, on the social feeds or on the website or anything. I don't even know if he's even been training since Maresca arrived. I'd personally look to move Pratt out the door. Um, I mean, for an international footballer, uh, and I, I know we said Feds was good, which he was. Yesterday, he was just he had that one chance which he should have scored. He was completely ineffective against the very poor Huddersfield side. And i would moved Acker on now, to be honest, even though I did claim when I was pissed that he'd get 40 in this league because he's so quick. But he, he's, he's not, obviously, not going to feature. So what's that? Nine or 10 players that we need to get out. And as Rick says, the squad's hideously unbalanced. That means we need arguably another centre-half. As I say, full-backs, I think we're blessed with. Um, would definitely need a ten. I think Cassidy will get done. I know you two in, in the WhatsApp group are panicking about it, but <laughs> I think it'll get done eventually. And we're crying out for a right winger and um, possibly an, another striker. And, and my thing is with Inacio is that he can play. And I'll tell you what. I'll give. I'll give it. I'll defend Iannaccio a little bit. In the system we've played since he's been at the club, it's been majority one up front, yeah. and it was clear that Vardy was, was the number nine in the ten. He's better deeper. He is better deeper. Um, but Maddison was better than him. Um, so he wasn't going to play there. Um, and he, he did well in the two up front and we've never played two up front. But I, I would keep in Acho because he is an option um, and he is probably better as an impact player. But if we're going to play this system, I, I do think we we need a different kind of striker, maybe a taller striker who you can actually hit because I'm not saying launch it, but there are a few times where um, Hermanson, a bit like Man City did against Burnley on Friday. They'll just miss everyone out and just bang it straight up to Haaland and play off him from there, um, which is very, I suppose it's a bit old school, but I, I'd go for someone like that. And I know they were interested in Pirro, um, and that seems to have quietened down. But, you know, if we're looking at nine or 10 out or at least half of those and five in, it's at least 10 deals. And as, as Rick says about Serie A, they'll make it... <laughs> These clubs with no money will, will make it like they're doing us a favour and take players on loan, like Everton are doing with Harrison, because they've got no money. Um, and it, it's, not, it's not doing us a favour. I mean, I, I was thinking earlier, you look at Southampton, who have got 40 million for Liveramento, 30, 35 for Ward Prowse, and they're going to sell Lavia for 60. And, and that, what's that, 130, 140 million? We've lost Tielemans, Barnes, and Madison for under 80 million. And those players that we're going to have to move on and those three that we've lost just show how badly this club has been mismanaged for the last three or four years. Um, and it, it really isn't acceptable. And that's why we find ourselves in the situation where we are now. But all that said, we're still three out of three at the start of the season and, and there is more to come. So if we can shift these players out and, and get the players we actually want, then hopefully um, we'll start to kick
1: on. Right, I'm just going to pause there and explain... Uh, to our listeners, that they might be hearing one or two commercial breaks as we have now signed with Sports Social, so we're just <laughs> going to go. Sh- <laughs> we'll pause now for our first one, and then I'll uh, I'll now ask Rick for his thoughts on the uh, on the transfer situation. I'm sure you you don't really have an opinion on this, do
0: you? No, move on, mate. I'm all good with it. I think John Rookin's doing a really good job. I think everyone needs to get off his back. Um, the man can only do one thing at a time, so what do we expect? Um, no, it's it's been slow as, hasn't it? You know, we've sold three players for any money this transfer window. Madison Barnes and George Hurst. Um we've glad got you included a... Hursty. Well, I I nearly forgot But, you know, we did get I think we got one and a half million for him, which um Hopefully, there's a sell-on clause in there, and the off chance that he does improve. But what I just—I know it's not easy, and these players are on a hell of a lot of money. Uh, and again, that—that's a consequence of of what where we've declined, and as George says, mismanagement. But um, I still just don't think we're good enough at at getting players out. I don't. I mean, okay, it's easy to sit here in a pink chair wearing a pink shirt saying that, but um, like what? what do we do to to, to make it? I mean, Moresca's trying his hardest by just completely alienating some, some players. And, and maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that will finally force them out. Um But they've got to go. Castagna has got to go uh, because, uh, and even if they don't go, then they've got to integrate them back in, which, you know, that can sometimes just the relationships broken down, but yeah, I, I mean, the incomings. I am concerned about Cassidy because I just don't get why it isn't done yet. Chelsea haven't given him a squad number. You looked at their bench today, and it was just like full of uh, academy players that um, you know were less talented than Casadine. So, if he was seriously going to be considered, he, he would have been in there today. So he's obviously available. We've supposedly he's had a medical. Why has it not been announced? I just don't get it. Um, we're led to believe that it's been agreed, for, you know, provisionally for weeks. So it's just frustrating, and we need a right winger. I mean, again, Raksaki or whatever you call him from Palace, he was on the bench yesterday. If we aren't, if we can't get him, we've got to go out and get somebody else. And I would like Cameron Archer from Villa as well as a versatile player to to cover up front, left and right. He is available. He's probably going to cost fifteen million. We're probably not going to spend fifteen million without getting some players out, but just get them out. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 concerned because we're doing okay at the minute, and we may you know we our, our quality and individual in certain areas is getting us through games. But then, Ordersfield a dog mess. Coventry played very well in patches, but you know we we managed to get over the line against them. We've had quite a nice start and I think it, it, it is nice for the first half a dozen games. It it won't always be like that. And if we get to past January, uh, September the 1st and we haven't got in an attacking midfielder or a winger and other options, we are going to be in for quite an unpleasant season, I think. Not necessarily that we're we're not going to challenge top six, but I think it'll be hard work, harder than it needs to be you know, that this this squad is littered with quality and we we should be too good for it. But we've got to have that throughout the, the depth it's gotta be depth throughout every area. And we haven't got that at the minute.
1: Yeah, we haven't and just as you were saying there, I was having flashbacks to January. I mean I, I am a bit perplexed as to why Christiansen and Souter are two of the players that they want to get out. I would have thought they're players that you would want to stick around. Um which is a strange one, but also as you say, to get players in and spend, I can't see us spending any money now. One of my only thought as to why we're waiting so long is we're probably going to wait on a load of loans from premier league clubs. And, and that's fine because you're probably going to get some young talented players. Cause we have got good experience in the side with Vardy, Albrighton, Cody, Winks, whoever else. So you fine. But then if we do end up going up and I maybe well getting ahead of myself, you then have to go and sign Yeah. So it does become quite difficult. I mean, I I would like us to sign one or two players. I mean, I'm fine with a few players on loan, but actually getting some players in that, that want to be about the place for, for a long time because I think that's what we need to build towards. And the club's made a lot of short-term decisions over the past yeah. few years that haven't worked. So
0: actually... We need to add squad value, don't we? Yeah, Where's exactly. Where's the squad value now? There's barely any. You know, <laughs> Southampton are raising all that money because they've signed young players, um, young British players or from, you know, from academies from from Britain. And they're flipping them for huge money on... Um, Livramento and, and Lavia. But, you know, we, we could just be in a position where if we don't go up, where, where do you raise the, the funds to, to then have a, yeah. a go? Or if we go up, we've got so much business to do. I know it's not easy and I'm sure there's reasons for it, but we've raised 80 million. We didn't spend all the Fafana money. I know we've gone down, but, you know, something, something done all add up there. Um, can't, why not the, the get rid of some thing- of these players? The
1: one thing I'd say about Southampton, actually, I, d- I do give the club some credit for getting Madison out and Barnes out the door relatively quickly because you look at what Southampton have done. Yeah, they've got a load of money for them, but they started the season, Liveramento goes, I think, on the Friday of the first game. Ward-Prowse, mm-hmm. he's not even gone yet. Lavia, they've still they've still got big transfer speculation, whereas at least our transfer speculation, you've got a load of Muppets that aren't really well, they're not Muppets, they're decent players, but they're not really going to play, are they? So I would say that's one thing.
0: But I thought by getting rid of Barnes and Madison so early, it would have given us the freedom and flexibility to be able to get rid of the others without desperately needing to maximise every penny for them. You know, take a few million less if if it got the deal over the line. I know that's probably... Mm. um, We're really bad. I think
1: you you and I have had this discussion before that... We're very good at selling one or two players for large yeah. sums of money. But you go outside of that, we basically we have given sold up, we give, them, we give them away or we hold on to them.
0: Yeah. Well, I looked, didn't I? I, I, when I was ranting the other week, I looked at the players that we've actually got a transfer fee for in the last four or five years. And if you exclude the the ones that have gone for stupid money that, we, you know, we wanted to keep, play fringe players or players, we were happy to move on. We've sold like three or four in five years. And the likes of West Ham and Everton have sold like 15. So, you know, okay, they will have made losses on certain players, but we're, it's like we're not prepared to make a loss. So we keep asking for the, the money that we pay for but then let them go for free anyway. And they've run the contracts down. The sort of input diminishes because they don't want to be here. It's just madness. I don't know. Just get them gone.
1: Sounds like there's a lot to do. Um it's a busy couple of weeks. I've got two more things I want to speak. It's very serious again. We've gone very serious. I don't really know why. Yeah, Rick, bollock that and then we can get you going. Um two things I wanted to talk about. One was about Maresca just in general, because we've seen a lot of his football now. He's a week in, he's done lots of interviews. He sounds very grumpy. Um, just generally for me, which I really enjoy, because he just he speaks with utter disdain about most things. I don't know whether that's the sort of character he was, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts on. I'll start with you, Jordan. Just on on Maresca, what you've seen. I like him. He's still bold. Um, he's
2: he's learned from the best, obviously, um, but I, I like him. He uh, it's interesting. The Fos uh, waited an article on Maresca ball. Um, and I actually said I didn't think it was too different from, from what Brendan did when he first came. Very similar style of possession football, admittedly. Obviously, by the end, Brendan left. It was a bit of a mess. But um, rather than the the inverted fallback, um, which seems to be all the rage. I mean, I watched Liverpool earlier and Trent was trying it. And I don't know, it's just, it's just an odd one for me. But, um, yeah, he seems a bit miserable. And obviously it's his kind of first job. It well, was certainly his first managerial job in England. I know he was at Palmer. Didn't fare too well. It kind of seems to me like he, he's he got the job and he's realised he's inherited a bit of a mess behind the scenes, which, again, is what Brendan was kind of alluding to. And then um, Smith came in and couldn't turn, couldn't turn it around. And it, it all seems to stem from what's going on behind the scenes. And... Uh, as Rick said, the, the interesting thing about freezing these players out, yeah, that's all good and well. But what if you can't shift them? And then you're going to have to do a bit of a U-turn and and integrate the the, the players with the, the squad that's doing so well so far. So the next two weeks are big. I mean, um, the next game, Cardiff, I don't think they've won yet. Um, and, and again, as Rick said, quite an easy start, if, if you like. Rotherham and then Tranmere. I mean, Hull had a good result yesterday, but then we start going to like Norwich and Southampton, who you would have thought will be a similar level at least. Um, and if we haven't got the, the players in and out that Enzo wants, it might it might start being difficult. I don't think we'll learn a huge amount until we get beat, um, to be honest, about the character and the squad. But yeah, I mean, I like I like everything Moreska's doing, to be honest. And the, the, the good thing is, um, I mean, I see, saw yesterday he said about the fans, um, he said it's important to share that that winner with the fans and you know he knows after last season the the huge rebuild he's got to do and and the trust from the fans is is huge and yeah there is a bit of a feel good factor around at the minute um there seems to be anyway and um certainly myself uh I, I'm still I'm still pissed off about last season and I still expect us to to romp this league but having seen some of the new lads come in and it feels like they want to be here. It it, it does. I mean, and I know it's football cyclical and <laughs> we might end up not going up and I'll end up not liking the players. But at the minute, you know, Winks has come in and I, I really like him. Mavadidi looks a great signing to me. Um, and, and I think Enzo, with what he's got, has, has done a pretty good job. And the other thing is, you know, I mentioned earlier about the 800 passes against Burton. I mean, it was a training exercise, but they are implementing and sticking with this idea. And I think yesterday, Jack, you might have had the same commentator as me, who it was a bit odd. He, like you he said, he said the standard was good, which it wasn't. He was treating Leicester like we were Barcelona. I was thinking, mate, you didn't see us last season. That's why we're in this mess. And then he kept going, oh, they're overplaying at the back again. They're overplaying. And then about three passes later, we're one-on-one with their keeper. I was thinking, don't worry about us, mate. You just look after yourselves. Do you know what I mean? But we, we, we were overplaying, but I like that we're sticking to it. And if we get in a bit of a mess, fine, that's the way we're, we're gonna play. Um and he's getting his his ideas across. So I, I really like him at the minute. Um hopefully he keeps this sort of I don't know whether it's like a us against the world type thing, um, you know, like Pearson used to do, but that it seems a little bit like that to me because he is moaning a an awful lot. Um, and I'd love to see him on, on the training ground with what he's like with the players, but that, that's what it seems to me. And I mean, it, it takes a very strong man to say to, you know, he likes a Castagne, um, who I'm obviously a big fan of Castagna. You ain't playing, mate. You don't want a beer. Forget it. You you ain't getting the game. Um, get yourself out the door. Just a shame that he's hes not doing that with Yannick. Um, but it is what it is. So um, I, I'm really like him at the minute and long may it continue.
1: Do you know who he reminds me of? An egg. Not an egg. Hold on one second. I'll tell you. This is seamless.
2: That's a lot of birds. You've got to fucking die to get three points.
0: Sorry about that, <laughs> uh, Rick. Your thoughts on? The <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm impressed. Um, I also have had some Nigel Pearson vibes from Pearson's first stint with us. You know, relegation, everyone being sort of like at the lowest ebb with where on earth the club's going um, and just the way he's managed to get that authority in. And he is miserable with the press. I've got a bit of a concern about the way that he does seem to speak, though. It's all well and good in being like that when we're winning. I just, I do worry if he... He's always like that, and he, you know he's not very uh, forthcoming with, with what he says. I think our fan base will get annoyed by that. You know We do like to hear meaningful insight from um, our manager, and, and that obviously has to come channeled through the press. So if the press asks questions, um, you know it's not just him reacting to the press because he thinks they're ourselves. The, the, the answers are being listened to by our fans. We want to hear what he's got to say. Um, and okay, you know, I, I know he's Italian, I know English isn't his first language, and a bit like Ranieri, some of the shit, you just I don't really know what that means, but I, I think it sounds all right, and that's fine when you're winning, but, you know, for all Rodgers' faults, a lot of what he did say for a long time, you could at least, tr- like, you know, you, you understood what he was trying to say, even if you, by the end of it, you disagreed with it. I just hope that he gets that happy medium with, with sort of press conferences and stuff because otherwise, you know, if we do get under pressure, he's not going to do himself any favours there. But I like the football. I didn't, some of it's boring, but it's always going to be like that with possession football. Counter-attack is boring if you can't counter-attack or, you know, it breaks down. So I'm actually so impressed with how well he's managed to implement it in such a short space of time. I thought pre-season seemed to be a bit of a farce, but evidently he still managed to get a lot of work done. Uh, some of the passing and movement um, has been incredible. That one that opened up for Pratt yesterday was mind-blowing. Um, and it looked so simple. But, you know, it just carved carved Huddersfield open. There was another one as well where we sort of drew Huddersfield's press on and then, you know, just toyed with them. And again, ripped through about a 60-yard pass to open up the pick. So, uh, it's, yeah, it, happy days. I thought it was going to be a slow burner. I thought we might lose one of the first two. Um, in a league and and be under pressure from the off and that hasn't happened yet so yeah I think he's built quite a good platform just needs to be supported in the transfer window he's got you know he's making those decisions where he's you know he's not going to play the players that want to leave bar Vestergaard who's openly said he wants to go but he's weirdly playing him so I just hope that that works out okay for us because as George says if not he's got to bring back in the likes of Castagna the likes of Samare, Daka, and they're they're players that should be able to, you know, do it in the championship, playing in a dress and gown and slippers, but that, you know, mentally, they might not want to do it. Um, So, yeah, let's hope that doesn't backfire and get me a bloody right winger in. (laughs) Um,
1: It's interesting what you say about the press, because I thought it was interesting that he did his sort of cosy fireside chat with... Guillaume Balaga, who now lives in Leicester, which is strange. Yeah. Of all the places in all of the world, he's decided he? to live in Croft. Yeah. 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 yeah wow. he's moved, to, moved to Croft. So, he, and he's been to loads of games. If I was a journal that had covered Leicester City for the last 10, 15 years, that would annoy me intensely um, that yeah. Balaga gets given that opportunity. But,
0: Clearly, Pearson used to do yeah. it with Henry Winter though. Henry Winter for a long while seemed to be Pearson's like trusty finest. Yeah, to to do like a proper in depth interview with him. Um, I don't mind that within reason, as long as you do have that platform and do it uh, not regular all the while, but at least the fans are going to. We need to be able to, you know, get some insight because it does feel like he's got a disdain <laughs> for being asked questions that people want to know the answer. Yeah so
1: exactly right i may have to stick another advert in here um but then uh before we do that i'm gonna we're gonna do an on-air production meeting do you want to discuss injuries or do you want to play who are you injuries right we'll do a break and then we'll discuss injuries right rick what do you need to get off your chest on injuries
0: the championships are relentless Slog isn't it? And we already look like we are made of weak stuff, like last season, where we blame Rodgers and his weird doctors that he brought in that then left quite quickly after. I think it's more, it's deeper than that. Um, whether it's Seagrave itself, which seems like a bloody death trap, I don't know. But you know, we've already had in pre season Vardy was out for a while. Christiansen was out. Fast didn't play for a bit. Now, that's okay. They've all come back and started the season. But um, Hermansen's out. He's back next week. McAteer, we're told, has got a slight knock, I think we were told, by, or, or we've got to assume that because he wasn't even in the squad. Uh, Cody's obviously out for 10 weeks. It worries me because we know that injuries has curtailed our success the two years that we finished fifth. And it's just continued and got worse and worse. And you know, it, and again, if we don't get the players in that we want, then this squad's going to be even more stretched. Mavadidi's going to be the only, you know, attacking threat from out wide. And well, Dewsbury all becomes literally our most indispensable player with winks in the midfield. So, yeah, I'm worried that there's no quick fix. To And Mareska hasn't managed to come in And and bring a load of fitness gurus with him That can fix it But yeah There needs to be an inquiry down there Because the place It's not safe I'd go down in my IVs And I'd say No, I ain't having this You're playing with blokes' livelihoods here You know it's It's like Honestly It's like having to navigate a minefield In the Falklands It's unbelievable It's unbelievable
1: Something ain't right. Speaking of something ain't right, evening Jake. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> can you hear me okay, lads?
1: We can hear you. How, How are you doing? Are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um apologies for the the late arrival and probably a little brief appearance, but I'm here. I'm here.
1: Where are you? You're in Great Yarmouth.
3: No, I've been in Great Yarmouth. Um, if anyone knows the Norfolk Broads particularly well, I'm I'm currently in a in a lodge with my entire family and we're talking um partners of brothers and children. So there's about 15 of us at this big old lodge in a place called Hickling, which is very beautiful. Um but yeah, I've just got here, but I've been in I've been in Great Yarmouth, I've been in, in Deham, I've been doing a, a full on tour of of Norfolk
1: over the last couple of days seeing seeing friends and family very good um, well you've you've missed quite a lot actually you've missed George moaning about Ian Acho Rick moaning oh, about really? injuries and everything else yeah 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 he said he's not got an agenda against him but,
2: you know. <laughs> I did defend um, him though I did defend no, him at the same did, time you, you how? Did how How did you defend him I I said that I did since he's arrived we've never yeah. played a system that really suited him Okay, because um, we always play one up front and he's not Good enough to play in that role,
1: right? We, right. De- As you were saying that, I was imagining because people are going to have listened to that about forty minutes ago, and I was like, if he's going to say <laughs> something that he didn't actually say, <laughs> he
3: did yeah. Say yeah. That. Um, no, genuinely, I was, I was, I was thinking, George because you do live rent-free in my head. Your your agenda against King Kel, and I, I've come to the conclusion that if you had a missus, right? We like these, and. She cheated on you with every single first team player at Leicester. The only one you'd be oh, pissed pick off on about, is Straight <laughs> away, you'd be like, "You fucking shagged Diacho." Everyone else, like, you know, be fine. But that's the first one you go for. I'm absolutely <laughs> certain of it.
0: <laughs> of
3: all the people, yeah, of all the people, him. Why him? He's not even. Good. Don't him worry him. about everyone else. But you'd go straight. You go straight to him. I'm sure of it. Him. I'm going to stick br- up br- for George.
0: I'm going to stick up for Jordy because it does annoy me his agenda against Acho. but he, <laughs> what he said at the start he's right Acho okay. playing up front on his own it mm. doesn't work week in week out does it? I know he hasn't yeah. had week in week out we argued back in February he needed a run of games and then he got them and he did quite well but like, he'll come on in games at number nine and he'll change the game and you think brilliant start him next week starts next week might have a good game the next yeah. week doesn't it? Oh, no, it is, uh, the In the sort of 10 role, he's not a 10. He's a, you know, he's a support striker. He's not a 10 like Madison like attacking midfielder. He's he's a striker that can play a bit. Deep. In that role, he is unbelievable. At this level, he would be as well. First touch is still unbelievable, just ridiculous, but in a bad way. But um, <laughs> he, he would, he, he would be, he would be a danger at this level. But we're not going to play that way. Moreska's he won't put two strikers on the pitch at once, I wouldn't have thought. He's, he's shown, even against Burton, he'd rather play with no striker than um, than bring Dakar on. So, I, I agree. I mean, Ian Acho, he should score a shitload of goals at this level. But yeah. unless the supply is right, whether that's at least having a, an attacking midfielder bomb on, a right winger on there, and he can drop deep and, and sort of knit it together a bit, or he needs to play behind... Uh, uh, an aggressive striker, yeah. um,
3: but, but Rick, that's what we, we said when we had this argument back in, yeah. in February. That you know the, the the fact is that we had then Madison close to him, and then Tete and, and Barnes who, who'd run beyond him. The system actually mm. worked. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously without you know going over the same argument we've gone over a million times before. Right now, we we literally haven't got an attacking midfielder, and right. we've got one winger. Um, so it's not it's, it, you know it's never really been suited to him, and, and even more so. Um, at the moment but anyway um, I'm sure you want to talk about other things than, than Ian Atcho because we can do this in the WhatsApp group chat
1: um, for the next five years <laughs> Jack you're on mute pal oh fuck it that's brilliant yeah. isn't it I was going <laughs> to ask you about the game uh, but I know you haven't seen it so.
3: <laughs> I, 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 yeah so don't ask me about the game I've seen the goal um, that was it so I was, I was working another game yesterday um, and yeah so so that, that's that is my analysis on the game um, I saw right. the goal. Um, it was shit goalkeeping, or but it isn't it nice to to win three games in a row? Exactly. Um, yeah, that that's literally it. I'm afraid it's. I know it's really bad because usually by this point, even if I've not been able to go to the game, I would have seen extended highlights at the very lit, very minimum. But I've I've actually seen absolutely nothing.
1: Right. In Sorry. that case, yeah. We play Who are me. you? I'm actually annoyed you've turned up because I was ricks on. Who are you? <laughs> And then I was like, it's me against Jordan. So, uh, so you that's against an you. absolute banker. Um, but Rick's on Who Are You? And you're here
0: now. So, we yes. can play. Jordan? Yes, mate. It's Alan Fettis. Who is your driver? <laughs> and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are
3: you? Have we done um, Derek Flair as well, or have I missed that?
1: No, it's coming up.
2: Oh, I think I'm going to have to miss that. I am, right. I've got a bone to pick. Not with anyone in particular, actually. <laughs> More with myself, I'm saying. So yeah, game. But I've been getting a lot of stick
1: for last week, which des- deservedly <laughs> so, deservedly so. Particularly I think Kenny that is Samson. the worst guess we've ever had. Kenny,
0: Kenny Samson. <laughs> who, who <laughs> I a,
1: bloke, a bloke that didn't play for England that much. And also didn't even play for Leicester. That is I, so know, I, I know what he's going to say as
2: well, but go on, Jordan. I, I knew he'd never played for Leicester. But my point is, yeah. you know, as as four put themselves out there with the guesses on the pod, you know, you can all guess at home when no one's listening to you and, <laughs> and get a wrong guess and then dish it out. Yeah. It's a different pressure on the pod.
0: Can you do um, it on a pod on a Tuesday night in Stoke?
2: Isn't Jack? I've just checked. What? Kenny Sampson played 86 games for England
1: yeah. Okay, right. Okay, all yeah, right. They got uh, my face, you know.
0: There's
1: some he's had a I'm bit sure of bother, isn't he? Yes, he has had a bit of bother, Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go into that.
0: Yeah. Uh, just a bit of admin, lads. Go on. So I- I'm on my phone and I need to flip between tabs to, to look at Wikipedia. Is that going to oof me off this? Do you know?
3: No, so we just won't see your face whilst you're doing it. Okay, what's wrong click on me? Who is it? Though. I can get it up for yeah. you if you want. Yeah, Alan we, <laughs> we can still hear you, but we won't see your face. So, okay, all right, no, I'm Alan gonna try now. Pay for us.
0: We had it. Well, I, I nearly did pick Alan earlier. We had him he on, alone, on loan,
1: didn't he? Had,
0: he? Yeah, I don't know whether we ever never um, played a
1: game in 1999. No, no, right.
0: Hang on, then I'm gonna do a dry r- run. Let me know if I'm well, actually, no, you can't let me know if I go. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Right. Uh, okay. Your face isn't moving, though.
0: <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he was born on the 9th of September, 1971. Oh, bloody yeah. hell. 40... 40 49. No, Fifty. 52. It's, it's 52. You're right, yeah. 52. Okay. Hang on. And then... Hello, Darcy. Hang on, Darcy's, Darcy's turned up. What's up? I'm playing. Do not know who are you? You don't want Bing on anymore. Let me just do. Who are you? And I'll come in. Okay, I'll be in it. it. <laughs> Lads, give me a second. <laughs> right, come on. I'll carry on whilst. Um, okay, I next in. clue. <laughs> this is the first clue. We have, oh, we have. We've had two. yeah, sorry. One. No, we, the first clue was his age, which is not yeah. really a clue, is it? Um So the next clue is he started his career at Haybridge Swifts Ooh. between the years of 1989 and 1991. Matt Elliott. No. I, I like this already, though. And then I'll give you another little half a clue. He was then signed... From Haybridge Swift's yeah. by Southfield yeah. United. Southfield? Southend United. Right. Okay. Where he played 149 games. Ooh. Richard Creswell. No. Stan Collymore. No.
3: Oh.
1: Oh, they're two good guesses though. They are good guesses. Yes. Better than last week, that George.
0: You yeah. did
1: actually pay for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want Octonauts on, pal? No, I can't do Paul (laughs) Patron. Peter Rabbit. We've we've landed on Peter Rabbit. Right, next clue. Leicester got, signed him in the 2000-2001 season, where he stayed until 2003, making 19 appearances. Okay. What, that that was. Are you sure it's not Stan Collymore? <laughs> no, he didn't actually play nineteen games for us. Uh. So is that but the year we went down? Area. Junior Lewis. No. Nope.
1: Lee Marshall. No. Nope. Oh, that I thought you got that then. Is this the
2: year we went down?
0: It was the and year it... we went down. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. We no, him. no, no. We signed him the year. It was the first year under Taylor, and we went down the year after. Oh, okay. He went He went on loan to Brighton and Hove Albion. Paul man Bro- City. Paul Brooker? We, we've had Brooker, haven't we? If, if yeah, we not Brooker, game game Queen's Park Rangers. So he he went, went on loan four times.
1: What, from so Leicester?
0: Yeah, yeah. He went With Brighton, time, man. then Man City, then QPR, then QPR again.
1: Dick off. No.
2: And luckily QPR said you could keep him. And
0: then <laughs> no no the funny thing is QPR didn't then have him. He then went back to Charlton. Rufus of Oh no, no, you're that's a few years perfect. too too late. Yeah. Brevit was
3: like we should have this.
1: Yeah, we hmm. didn't sign that many players under Taylor. Simon Royce. Yes. He's done it. I
0: knew he'd do it.
3: Very Damn. good. I always thought Simon Royce had a very red face.
0: Yeah, that's my, like that's, my himself, that's why
3: I chose it. That's my memory <laughs> of Simon Royce not being
1: very good and having a very red face. I feel like Rick likes the goalkeepers. I
0: reason. do always pick keepers, don't I, George?
1: They're the most obscure though because they played the fewest times, don't they? So mm.
0: his middle name is Ernest, which oh. I thought
1: was decent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> strong in like, it, Simon Ernest Royce. Yeah, very good.
1: Nice, right? Good work, Jack. Um, thanks very much. Uh, it's now time for Dear Ric Flair, and which we've had about seven entries because we've got two carried over from last week, which I missed. So, this might go on for a very, very long time. Um, I'll, I'll be play, quick, I'll play the lovely intro music. Help.
2: I
0: need somebody, else. not just anybody, else. you know, I need someone, Rick Flair.
3: Yeah. Right. Some, some of my final work that I, A couple of people messaged to say how much they enjoyed that. So even if you think
1: it's shit, it's staying. Including the Beatles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you've done us a copyright. Um, yeah, Rick, we've got loads and you've not seen them this week, so we've not given you the heads up. Uh, no. For them. Um, right. But I'm going to start with Joe. Now, Joe is a long-time fan of the pod. Lives in the yep. US. He sent us Called you Bean actually, rather than Rick, which is uh, the first time I think you've been called Bean in a Rick Flair feature. So ask Bean how to explain to my wife that I cannot miss games, and our marriage depends on me dialed in to every match. I simply cannot be present in activities she plans when the team plays. Is that from me? No, that's from <laughs> that's from Joe or Raoul as his Twitter. Okay.
0: What well, I've got to tell his wife that that's acceptable, basically. Basically, so yeah. I mean, yeah. it is it is acceptable. I mean, I presume that he would. This would have been in the Ts and Cs when they got together. Yeah. It's not negotiable. It's the same. I have this with my wife, where she has the audacity to say, "Just put it on pause or record <laughs> it and then watch it later." No, I'd rather be angry that I've not watched it and I know the result. I cannot watch something on catch up that's Leicester City based. Nah. So um I don't think there's a lot to say. Just tell her it is what it is. And if not, run off with a milkman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Been an interesting turn of events. Um right. Okay. Moving swiftly on. Uh this one's from Che Hagger. What a name. Uh who do I get on my shirt? Sumare? question mark. What is it? Um, uh, I presume it's a Leicester shirt. Just,
0: just right. He's shirt. Uh, I Leicester. Keith Vaz. <laughs> just get Keith Vaz on it, or I mean, I mean personally, yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't have a player. No, Lord Scoldymort. just <laughs> a, a picture of kind of a skull on the back as well. <laughs>
1: what um if it was Keith uh, no actually I can't no, no no I'm not gonna ask what number um <laughs> never mind never mind moving on moving on uh right have you seen so um I swear the only time people watch sort of people vlogging at games is when your team's won and you just want to laugh at the opposition right so, after the Covent, uh, Coventry game, there was a lad going it's not fair it's just not oh, fair right, yeah, yeah. and then there was um, there's another one which you might not have seen' so at Leicester School, and this guy in a very thick Yorkshire accent just goes "You've got to be kidding me <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so dream,
1: uh, yeah. I, 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 can't, I haven't noted down who asked this one, but after it's just not fair and you 've got to be kidding me, what complaint are we going to get next?"
0: Uh, oh. I wonder if we do any free... Are we going to be given anything free at the uh, maybe at the Cardiff game? Maybe we'll get complained about that. i tell you what they should complain about. The fact our director of football wears training wear. Why's Jordan Rudkin wearing a track suit? That's probably why he ain't getting any ins and outs done. He's too busy getting nutmeg down Seagroup. In fact, why ain't he getting injured? It's funny, isn't it? How the coaches and that never get injured, but then all the players are bloody in, bloody plaster. Maybe that's then... it.
2: The coaches are flying into tackles down. Sea I bet
0: Rookin I bet Rookin's two-footed a few of them, hasn't he? <laughs> um, I don't know. That. that you, I'll, I'll be asking that. Right, lads.
3: Enough. I'm. I'm. I'm going to jump off and, and get get back to this very fun uh, family weekend I've got. Um, Enjoy. Um, Enjoy, Jake. I'll mate. try to watch the football next week and, and, yeah, actually contribute something.
1: Thanks, mate. <laughs> See you <laughs> later. That, later. That, yeah. later. Um, I don't think you actually answered that question, but we'll, we'll just go with it anyway. Uh, last one. I'm not sure how you're going to answer this one. Was Danny Ward selected as second goalkeeper on the bench just so we could one day ask the trivia question in which EFL game were two players with exactly the same name... Selected in the match day squads of the opposing teams?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maresca's big into sort of trivia and stuff. But Do you know what? I've Actually... heard it he, he plays Boulder Dash a lot. Um
1: that did worry me yesterday when Danny Ward was playing up front for them because he knew he was gonna score.
2: With it. It took me 10 minutes to realise what was going on because I thought, why does the commentator keep banging on about Danny bloody Ward? He's on the bench. And then I realised that their striker was called Danny Ward, which sums up my knowledge of this level of football. Um, Quickly, Jack, did you, I mean, it might be one for the uh, strange things you've seen on the internet. Did you see the commentary fan who who called us Bastids and said, well, their home dugout is twice the size of the way dugout
1: so did what, say that? Oh cheating cheating bastards. Cheating yeah, I did see bastard. that. What, what do you mean? The amount what, of was it, that got a bear was on the
2: result, is
1: it? I don't I don't know, but the amount of reaction. Well, I mean one bloke said to me it could have been a cricket score. Yeah, it could have been 579 yeah. for four last week, apparently. <laughs> That really I mean, rattled you, didn't it? Oh, it was just a fucking ridiculous thing to say. It couldn't have been a great score. We had equal shots. Our XG was about the same. We had way more possession and we got better players. So we won. Right. Yeah. Anyway, right. Speaking my of
0: rattles, Gone. That's go on. my best. It just reminds me I, I saw a tweet yesterday and I, my best mate's a Cobb fan and a. Uh, he tweeted me a picture of him hugging Sam the elephant, which I thought was quite funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very it would have been I'll, funnier um,
0: if he got Sam the elephant to tell me to fuck off. But um... I'll um,
1: I'll superimpose your head on his. So we've got <laughs> we can... right. This this one's a cracker, uh, and this this one was actually sent to me for like an old feature that I used. To, I think I did once, which was strange things on the internet. But I want to get your reaction on it anyway. So after right. the Burton game. Uh, Will Batchelor on Leicester Fan TV chat sent a message in and it said, I went to the game last night, felt very much like a training exercise, but we did really well. What I couldn't understand was our fan chants. Are we really still singing about Cambiasso, Vasilevsky and even Joa? I was at the game with a Forest fan and it was embarrassing. No new songs and only talking about Forest. My mate said he'd heard more anti-Forest chants in that 90 minutes against Burton than he'd heard anti-Leicester Leicester in his last 40 years of living. I'm not calling anyone out specifically, but it just feels sad when we are singing about players who left eight years, left in capitals eight years ago. I must say, I did like that We've Got the Ball one. That was good fun. Thoughts, Rick? Uh,
0: Really? I mean. uh. I don't think I've ever been a game and been upset about the, the songs. Okay, no. I mean, maybe if they were like a bit naughty, um, a bit derogatory. But I mean, what? What? So Vazaleski is and singing about forest I mean, what's wrong with singing about forests?
1: Can I, and, can I pick up a wider point? Why is he bringing his mate to a game who's a Forest fan? That is was the weird.
0: Yeah, true, actually. That, I think that's the. Why does know. his mate want to go? And, and these mate's really upset that um, there's been some songs about it. I mean, don't go the game then, mate. Go your own, you twat. Hey, <laughs> Will bachelor, if you're listening, why, is he, why have you taken your mate to a Burton Leicester game? Why? Why?
2: I've got a few mates who are Forest fans, and if they said, "Do you want to come and watch Forest?" No, I'm staring at the wall that day. Absolutely not. What I, I don't know. get is if you listen, and I don't like to bring them up at any time in my life. but If you listen to Man United sing, they just sing about their all their old players all the time, and it's brilliant. And what's it's wrong good. with singing about your old players? I don't get it. And also. When he says, oh, um, I've heard more anti-Forest songs than anti-vested at Forest in the last 40 years. Not true. Because when you got promoted, you were singing about us. Every yeah, club exactly. does it. Every club does it. And also, can we knock on the head, we're the left side, we're the right side. Gash. Absolutely gash. It's is pathetic. And, and we've got the ball. No, get rid of it. Sing, we've won it all. Just sing, we've won it all. And just try and piss people off.
0: We're shit or, we have Or, one I've it got a good song. So, to the tune of 12 Days of Christmas, 12 Ian Ormondroids. On the yeah. first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me one Ormond droid. Do that, and you get thrown out of a pub. I did in the Prince of Wales, in Hinkley.
2: I got, got never thrown failed. out of Wellington, in Birmingham, what? for singing Ewan is a Welshman.
0: There you are. It must be because they're past players. If that had been Inaccio or Samare, we would have been all right. So Question maybe for our listeners.
1: Point. Have you ever been thrown out of a pub for singing a song about Leicester City? If you have, get your answers in. There's got to be a few of them. Tweet us at BSLB podcast. Let us know. Um... And also, I don't want to sing about the current players because I don't like any of them. Well, and also our fans can't pronounce half of their names. So, <laughs> I mean, Mavadidi, I'm sorry, but you you're not getting a chant, are you? No, not one that not one that's going to travel. Well, you could,
2: go, I think, you go Mavadidi,
0: Steffi Mavadidi.
1: Yeah, you could do
0: uh, that. Someone did actually. That reminds me. I promised someone had sent me uh, for ne- for the next part. I'll re- I'll find out what the song was, but someone has written quite a good. Song from Mother so There I'll... was
1: a. He's retweeted one it, there's someone's done him a song, and he's retweeted it. Which oh yeah, he, that, he loves it. He's all over good, his Twitter uh... account. His oh, song's he's going to be I'm going to get him to send you a personalized birthday message, Rick. Yes, please. Oh, oh, can you can you write, actually if he scores MD again, can you write him a poem and then we'll just send it be. to him, and we'll I put will. it on Twitter, and he'll definitely respond to that. Yeah, what he's um, a good lad. Uh, what I can't remember the song now. Um, straight back up that they were singing yesterday. Yes. Fan of that? Oh,
0: that. Yeah. Arrogant. Decent. Decent. And uh, Maresca sort of came over, didn't he? I saw uh, Lee posted on Instagram quite a long video of him singing it at the end. And Maresca sort of waltzed over towards the end and had a little clap. And then he turned to go. And then oh, he I realized clap. that they were, was... yeah, a little clap. He didn't go unnoticed. Um, <laughs> and then he turned back round when they were singing it, and he must. I think he then realised that they were singing about him, which I think he enjoyed. So, yeah. Word,
1: right? Very good. Well, that concludes uh, dear Rick Flowers. Good one this week. We've had plenty in, so that's Ooh. that's always good. Which uh, brings us on to any other business. I have I've got a few. you. <laughs> go on, George. Um, I particularly
2: enjoyed Newcastle dismantling Champions League chasing Aston Villa yesterday but I'm sure Champions League chasing Aston Villa will get their Champions League campaign back on track next week. What fucking planet are they on going on about challenging for the Champions just, League? I mean, Newcastle, they're in it, obviously. They're not going to be in it this year. They absolutely battered them. And they, they their defending looked absolutely awful and I loved it. I absolutely loved a bit of a reality check for the Villa. The,
1: there is There's like a really circular existence as an Aston Villa fan. What happens is you lose a few games, you start moaning like hell about stuff, um, then you sack the manager, then your board spends one hundred and fifty million uh then you get a new manager in, and then you start talking up as if you're going to win the European Cup again, and then you lose a few games, then you sack the manager, then you spend a hundred it just happens over and over again it's um,
2: actually It's actually great looking up at the league again
1: now we're shit.
3: Well, I was going to, I was going
1: to, this was my any other business, right? So, cause I wrote something in the Foss Way last week and it wasn't, it wasn't to plug that nor the Foss Way is is to plug that. But basically the summary of what I said was being in the championship is far more fun because you don't have people like Gabby Agbon Lahore not having a clue about your club telling you what they are. You don't go on Twitter and there's like, well, I mean, actually we've been roasted more. Uh, since we've been down in the championship, but at least the fans that you're being roasted by actually, actually are generally match-going fans know what they're talking about, um, and it's just a lot less relentless. You don't get Fabrizio Romano every five minutes. Um, I'm I'm just enjoying it a lot more. It's it's just it's a lot more peaceful.
0: No um, VAR is the best. Oh, no, the fa- no VAR. You know, that goal, me. the goal goes in, and you, and unless the flag's gone straight up. You know, it's it's a goal. You ain't got to yeah. worry, and that to me, I, I don't think I realised quite how much I'd stopped enjoying football since the last week because I reckon I stopped. I, I stopped celebrating goals. I just but you like, don't celebrate until you get internal... back to the halfway line. Yeah, yeah, and then, well, it it, just, and then it's gone.
2: If you watch the Chelsea Liverpool game earlier, Salah and Chilwell's goals—they're clearly offside. You just look at it once. Why can't the Lino mm. just look along the line and stick his flag up? It's just laziness. That's all it is. And, you know, they, they want the drama for the TV. But it, it's great, honestly. Like I know we've won three games and it is a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because we, we want to be back there next year. But it's great. Just It's like being kicked out of the party and peering through the window and, and slagging everyone off that's in the party still. It, it's brilliant from the outside looking in. Um, mm-hmm. And all these clubs that are trying to do what we've done. And you look at the big six and seven. I mean, how can Chelsea spend all that money, by the way? I didn't I don't know who half the players were today.
1: They still and look dreadful, don't it's, they? It's, oh, well, they looked, looked all right today, but you look at that squad and you don't go like, wow. It's
2: but mental, it. like yeah. looking at that league. And then I'll tell you what else I wanted to bring up. Luton Towns defending for
1: the Brighton third goal. What are you trying to do, mate? I was, what I are you trying to chip over his part. head? Because all, all three sides that are kind like famous last words, It's the first, they all look dreadful. And actually, last year, didn't all three all three that went up last year stayed up and actually, like, Fulham looked decent. Bournemouth gave it a good go. Forrest were, yeah, Forrest. Um, but this year, they all look dreadful. Really I mean, that was some of the worst defending I've ever seen by Luton. I just can't understand what he's... He chests it down, facing his own goal.
2: What, why are you trying to chip it over your own head? In, in your own box, I don't, I just don't get it. Um, so they're, I mean, just watching the that, beauty the beauty of it. That's yeah. the beauty of it. They're straight back down, but yeah, so we it was, it was weird to see the Prem back and has not been in it. And I still watched match of the day and whatnot. I watched match of
1: the day, whereas I don't, I never watched match of the day when we mm. were in it because we lose. So, so yeah, um, but I just the, the irony of us, uh, then commenting about the Premier League and being. <laughs> Those prats that comment about the Premier League is not lost upon me.
0: Um, Rick, any other business from you? Uh, only thing was, my brother texted me, which made me laugh. He said, hey, can you have a word with the lads on the pod this week? And he's watched a video on social media yesterday of our players getting off the team bus. And I love this because this is how petty he is. He says they got off the bus in the wrong, deme- they had the wrong demeanour. Whoop fast. Got off and he looked like he didn't care. Apparently, so I mean it's now got to the point where we're now complaining about how they get off the bus, which uh, I thought was quite good, and it makes me think I've got to be up early tomorrow, uh, get down to London, with work. So I'm I'm gonna make sure I apply myself appropriately as I step off the train at Euston, um, because you know it's it, it's it sets a bad example, doesn't it? But yeah, that's all I've got.
1: I'm. Going to buy you a Leicester City tracksuit top and a pair of Leicester City over the ear headphones. And I just want you to like get off the train, bag in hand, <laughs> with with the level of purpose that you're going to go and play for Leicester City as you want to
0: work. And that's what my brother wants to see. So, all right, yeah, yeah we'll do yeah. it. That's want, how I'm going to conduct me. myself.
1: Yeah. Um, Important.
2: I have I have to mention this before we leave, but when I worked at Sky, we had a revolving door at the front a glass door and Dave Jones walked in with a wash bag under his left arm and headphones around his neck. Like he was a league two footballer. And I just, every time I see Dave on the TV, lovely bloke, but any time I see him on the TV, I just think of that. It just was bizarre. He <laughs> was he's in a full, really suit, full suit and he's walking in like a, he's got his wash bag.
1: I'm gonna walk exactly. into the. I'm going to walk into the King Power dressed like that next Saturday. <laughs> I mean, I, I will, I'll probably be dressed like Maresse. Yeah, too, so I can't yeah, come yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> no, but he will bring your wash bag with you, and um, you never know. You never know, George. You never know. You, you never. You gotta go be
0: prepared. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, with IBS. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, mate. Exactly. You need to always take a bog roll with you. Always, always do. Um, always have a bog roll with me.
1: Speaking of Bogran, this is this is my final one, Rick. I think this it was this week. Tete is signed for Galatasaray. Mm. Um, bang average or just misunderstood? Um,
0: misunderstood. Disappointed mm. with the, the club he's gone to because I think everyone would dismiss anything that he now does. Um, but, yeah. Right he player, the wrong time. Eh? Same with Zaha. Yeah, I mean, Galatasaray are putting together quite a decent team, squad, whatever. But he's, you know, and they won't do a lot in the Champions League, so he'll be dismissed. It's a shame. I would have liked him to stay in the Premier League and proved me right rather than wrong. But I'll take it on the chin. People still shouting it at me, obscenities, whatever.
2: (laughs) I agree, Rick. I quite like him. Um, and I'll set myself up there for a bit of trivia about G- Galatasaray, but that's not actually how you say it. Right. It's how is Galata, Saray. Galata's the place. And interestingly for Zaha, Saray is Turkish for palace. So he's gone from palace to palace. Galata, Saray. But we always say Galatasaray in England. And it, it, when I went to Turkey, they told me off. So it's always stuck with me that that's how you say it.
0: And in America, they say is Luga or So, who's right? <laughs> who's wrong? Don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> right. Very good. No more any other business. that nah, done. So, Cardiff next Saturday. If I got that right, we're off yep. to sixes. Beforehand, which will be exciting to sample their pre-match meal deal or whatever still, it is. I, I thought it was just me and you, Jack. At this yeah, point. well, no, and and hopefully Rick, if he can make it, if he's not in the caravan. But uh, but yeah, it might just might just be me and you. But we're as good of influencers as uh, as Jake is anyway. So true. So there we go. Right, we'll see you next week.